Sorry, just swallowing a nugget. That's what uh, she said. Hey. We. Oh, nice to see you today. Yeah, for like 30 seconds. Lovely, lovely. So Max just went, thing. is that Greg? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> oh, it is Greg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for those, obviously, I think people gather that me and Dave don't live in the same place. We live mm. about an hour, hour and a quarter, hour and a half away from each other. And, uh, yeah. We're both, by chance, turned up at Tatton Park in uh, Cheshire at the same time today. Yeah. And, uh, it was just nice. Just one of the things that's like, oh. The exact same time of arrival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah. we spoke for a couple of minutes and then went our separate ways. Uh, how, nice how was, I was just going to say, how was your day? Uh, yes, ours was really good. We uh, we took the bikes, so we um, just, like, just went, we'd sort of, uh, rode down to the Nutsford entrance, which might be where you guys possibly come into it. Um, (laughs) um, yeah, so it's like two miles down and then we just sort of rode through Nutsford, turned around, came all the way back and then we had a big picnic. Um, Ben had a meltdown. So we came on, keep talking. He's eating. (laughs) I had sushi in my picnic um. Uh, what else did I have? I, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> uh, Nutsford entrance is the entrance. I came <laughs> nice through the deer park. So you saw lots of deer. Um, yes, yes, yes. A lot. We saw lots of deer. Very sunny. Very hot in the Nutsford today, wasn't it? Um, I'm surprised. Like, what, you, like this such, such boring stuff. But I'm surprised. Like when you were in a hoodie, I was like, what the? Because we've had like. 23 24 degrees all week um yeah you know, it feels like 21 hey that's better <laughs> than the last few oh, weeks shit shows i'm dave and i'm greg and we love watching films great films bad films blockbusters classics indie films cheesy films superhero films but as dads we especially love watching family films with our kids so we've made a podcast all about it this is Dad's on film. Yes. Um, um, no. To be to be fair. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was really hot where we were at the weekend. Um, but yeah, I've just had a hoodie on, so it was just a bit cool in the house this morning. And then it is absolutely came, hence my cap backwards because the sun is slamming onto my neck right now. Yeah, it is melting. Oh, nice. You on the beers? Cider. Cider is nice. Nice. My teeth are just rotted because I drank so much cider on Saturday at that neighborhood thing. I just, as soon as I got in, I was like, it's sunny. I'm going to have a cider, but I'm just going to stick to cider because you can't go back to beer after having a cider. So I just, I must have drank 10 pints of cider and honestly, like, still on Tuesday, (laughs) my teeth are still hurting. It's really bad. Um, (laughs) How was 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 your weekend? Oh, go on. Oh. So the yes, we went to um, neighborhood weekender. I think that's what it's yes. called uh, in Warrington. Big festival. Well, it wasn't that big a festival, but a festival. Um, it's really good. Really enjoyed ourselves. Got sunburnt. We watched the sort of standout acts. The Kooks were really good. Uh, cool. We watched them a few years ago at their own kind of like headline gig, and we weren't that impressed with them. But I think because they just sort of like. We've got to play the hits. We've got to sort of entertain. You know, we've got to yeah. keep everyone happy. Uh, yeah. yeah, they were really good. And the Wombats nice. were great as well. Really good. Oh, how yes. how did... Uh, 
How did the Van Gogh Casa hold up? The Van Gogh, it's got to be the Van Gogh Casa. The Van Gogh Casa was fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was great. We had a nice, lovely three nights camping on this beautiful, like, hill that looking out over a place called Thought Cloud um, in Derbyshire. And it was just the most incredible sunsets every night. It was just, it was just immense. And just sat around the fire every evening. Uh, drank a lot of quarantine trays. Um, nice. It was just, yeah, barbecuing and, yeah, good, good food. Went for a couple of walks, went to Walton Towers for the day from there because it's fairly close to Walton Towers. So uh, that was quite good. And, uh, yeah, just had a nice few days away. Beautiful. Wonderful. Beautiful. Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. I, I appreciated your efforts at trying to call me while the Wombats were on. However, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, I, I don't know where I was at the time, but I had no signal, or you had no signal, or something like that. Mm. Uh, but yes, no, it was. Uh, they're, they're a band that they always take me back to Spain, where you mm. and I first met. I don't know that. I think we used to play Let's Dance to Joy Division, yeah, on guitars perhaps and stuff like that. So yeah, and, yeah. and very much, Boy. very much a Uni Days band as well, weren't they? The one mm. uh, yeah, like the Lead Mill. I'm actually at the Lead Mill a week on Saturday. We're booked in for. The Arctic Monkeys after party after the Arctic oh Monkeys. yeah nice and they're like they're closing off the street though like a Leadmill street party so, that's cool yeah man sorry I'm are you now are you Arctic Monkeys this weekend mm, Friday Friday at Old Trafford yeah Old Trafford cricket ground I'm looking forward oh, to it real yeah, good man. who's who are you going with um, Chris and Sue's but we're meeting them there because they're coming like from like Nottingham way so it's yeah, just yeah. easier for them to meet us there Susie. Um, he's I mean, he's told everyone I'm sure like Susie's pregnant so she's driving, oh, nice. um, so she's driving so they're just gonna meet us there. We're gonna get a lift there and then she'll drive us back. They'll just stay here Friday night. Fantastic that works. Huh? Sounds yeah, good. boy. Yeah, man. I hear Gregory the pitter patter of little feet. Oh, here he is. is I've let him out I, of I, his cage. I did see him today. He was he was looking rather well. <laughs> uh, he didn't give me any <laughs> film quotes uh, when I saw him. Uh, though he just kind of like gave me like a knowing look, as if yes. say, "I know, who, I know who you are." <laughs> uh, but um, yes, we're speaking about you, Zach. Not to you. Have you got something you'd like to say, Zach? Orion. 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 <laughs> Zach, say that again. Orion. Ah, I've got it. I've yeah. got it. He's yeah. got it. He's got it. Well, I've we will come it. back to that at the end of the episode. Gregory, cool. have you got a question for me? I do have a question, David. We are doing just one episode of Dad's on Film this week. Mm. Please tell me what it incurs. Right okay. Word? Yes, why not? Um, okay, well, next we are going to... Well, we've supposed to be not really caught up on films. Um, I've only really got one to talk about. Um, then we will do the news. I've got a little holiday-based quiz for you, Gregory. <laughs> Excellent. I've literally okay, thrown this together. And then yeah. we are going to have a rundown, um, a, a debrief, as you will, um, on Succession, which came to a close uh, last night in the UK. Um, and yes. that is basically it for this week's episode. Shall we take All a right. breath? Yeah, f off. <laughs> f off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have you watched any films, Gregory? Uh, no, 
no, I mean, it's not really camping vibes. It's not really summer no. vibes to be watching films. Agreed. So, um, uh, I, I have not. No, have Have you watched a film? I I have only watched one film um, this week. Film. Um, but this is one that I saw kind of, it came out in 2016 and I was kind of like, all right, I'm quite interested because I like this other film, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but I just never got around to watching it. So put some time aside uh, last weekend and watch this film. And this film is called Everybody Wants Some and it's directed by Richard Linklater. So he's done some great, fi- he's done some crap, but he's done some great films. <laughs> um, the Before sunset trilogy um a scanner darkly he's done school of rock he's directed um and one of my favorite films dazed and confused yes okay they are all right all right well everybody wants some is kind of like a spiritual sequel to uh dazed and confused where dazed and confused is sort of set in the 70s it's the end of high school that type of thing nice very nice what is that is that like uh, a pitter? It, I can't really tell. Barbecue pork quesadillas. Thank you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a barbecue pork quesadillas. Pork quesadillas. Just something I threw together. With, I mean, do you want to like with with what? Wild rocket. Pepper, wild rocket with a nice olive oil salt pepper dressing. And uh, uh, what? With a dollop of uh, mayonnaise. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you can make that sound cool. Yeah, right. With a uh, oh, great. <laughs> Judah mayonnaise. Judah mayonnaise. Greg will Cheers, be uh, muting now. Um, you yeah, t- yeah so you talk everybody, me through this film. I mean, every, everybody wants some. It's kind of like a spiritual sequel to Days Confused, whereas Days Confused is sort of set 70s, end of high school type thing. Um, everybody wants some is very early 80s, maybe even like 1980 type thing. Um, and it's the start of college. It's not the same so, characters or anything like that. It's a little um, to eat, so I'll just join in. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's not um, It's not like the same cast or anything like that. A completely different story, but it just follows this one guy coming to college at university in America. He's on the baseball team. And it basically, as soon as he arrives in the town, it's like there's a timer. And it's like three days, 19 hours or whatever until uh, lessons begin or something like that. And it's basically the three days leading up to the start of college, him sort of partying with, with the ba- baseball team. Um, and that is basically it. There's no real plot. He meets a girl at the beginning. He sort of finds her again halfway through the film. And it's just like what they do, you know, playing beer pong. The, they go out to a, a, a like a disco club one night. They go to a, like a country club one the, another night. They go, you know what I mean? And, it, and it, it's basically that. But the thing that's really like great about it is just this cast it's a predominantly male cast because it's this baseball team but it's kind of people who go oh yeah i recognize him uh he i think he was in the walking dead he was in top gun maverick he was in you know what i mean and there's slightly familiar faces um but they're all so likable and it's this kind of like the kind of camaraderie between them and the ripping and all that sort of stuff um so it's really good they try and have a mcconaughey type character and it's um uh, Glenn, oh, it's his bloody name. That's oh, going to bug me. So he was the kind of, not the baddie in Top Gun Maverick, but the member of the squad who was like really annoying. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I know you mean. Uh, um, bear with me. Bear with me. I think it's called Glenn something. I can't remember his bloody name. Uh, Glenn Powell. 
he played Hangman in uh, in Top Gun Maverick. Oh. Um, but actually, I hated him in Top Gun Maverick because he is that sort of slimy, annoying bastard. But in this, he's brilliant. He's this sort of philosophical, kind of like hippie-ish type character. But they're definitely trying that, trying to make him the McConaughey character. It's not quite there. But it's but it's fine. Um, yeah. The whole film in general, it's not as good as Days and Confused. It's not as rewatchable as Days and Confused, or or as likable as Days and Confused. But it's it's not bad. It was quite good. Um, nice. And that is literally what, what, the only film I've watched. What what year did it come out? Uh, Two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. Okay. Fair and um, sorry, where can you watch it? Um, pass. I th- I th- I rented it, Gregory. Uh, ah, I rented it on. Okay. Um, I don't know where did I? Can't remember where I rented it, it, but I rented it off one of the renting Let streams. Off Amazon, Gregory. I rented it for two forty nine on Amazon. <laughs> there you go. Everybody wants wants some. some. Everybody wants some. Everybody oh, yes. wants it. This is the news. Have you got any news for me, David, whilst I yeah, eat the ideas? <laughs> There's not tons of news, okay. However, inevitably, um, whatever the production company was, I can't remember now, maybe like Lionsgate or something like that, um, they have announced that uh, John Wick 5 is in early development. Um, they just can't what? let him die, can they? Wow. So... Uh, yeah all right I mean I think they deliberately at the end of John Wick 4 kind of left it a little bit open you never actually saw him die I mean spoilers but you never saw him die you never saw you know him in a a coffin or anything like that it's just like they leave Paris and then there's a gravestone Oh, I mean, it's, it I was mean, just inevitable, wasn't it? Let's yeah, but, it? yeah, but not so soon. I mean, it's maybe it's just a victim of its own success. I mean, it was, it did very well, I think, John Wick 4. Yeah. I think they've all done pretty well. Um, yeah, so definitely, definitely. I suppose it's it's one of them, but oh, I wish they wouldn't. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, have you, have you heard what Tarantino's done recently? No, go on. Right, so Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rick Dalton, um, you know, the kind of like strung out kind of Western guy. Um, Well, Tarantino just randomly last week announced that Rick Dalton had sadly passed away at the age of 96. And he did like this full (laughs) biography of him and like an obituary and all that sort of stuff. And everyone was just like, all right. Fine, and then like people are like, yeah, it's a shame he had to get cancelled a few years ago and all, all this type of stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like, and there's been a spin-off or something like that. No, no he just sort of announced that he died. Right, <laughs> okay. character. But, there's Ben. Thank you, Ben. Um, we got the full first full trailer for Barbie, and like you know, actually giving away some plot and things like that, and it just looks as as silly and heartwarming as you can imagine um <laughs> it's just really funny barbie's no I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding tra- i avoid trailers these days yeah just just because i'm enjoying films so much more for having not seen trailers like yeah guardians 3 so. for example and things like that but um it's i am looking forward to it I, I, yeah it's gonna be like we said about the back-to-back we're gonna be what's this same opening weekend as oppenheimer, Open, oppenheimer same day <laughs> wow 
Yeah. Wow. Great. Okay. We'll see what happens with that one. But yeah, the trailer looks really, really good. And then the final one, just to talk about, we got oh, we've got the trailer for the next Idris Elba throwaway nonsense film, um, Apple TV Plus. Uh, it's called Hijack, uh, and Idris Elba is actually English in this one. Crazy, no using his own accent. Um, he's he's on a plane. The plane gets hijacked, uh, <laughs> but. He's a negotiator, Greg. He's he's the only oh. person who could possibly bring you know land this plane, oh. you know get sort of uh, calm the situation. Is Idris Elba because he's a he's a negotiator? Oh my God, Alice, I believe it. Alice, <laughs> Alice. That's that's Idris Elba uh, yes. negotiating. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it looks pretty trash. And that was your news. As it is the half-term holidays and the sun <laughs> is absolutely hammering down here in sunny Lowton in the northwest yep. of England, I thought what I would do is put together a film quiz for you, Gregory, all Fantastic. about films set um, on vacation, holidays, right. maybe around the yep. festive festive holidays, things like that. I How do you feel I'm about that? Sh- I could tell I'm going to do shite at this already, but let's do it. You might do, you might do all right. Okay, I've only got 12 questions for you this time because I definitely ran out of time. Um But anyway, here we go. Known for TV, this is the character's second big screen outing, this time travelling around Europe and ending at a film festival. Got it. Okay, okay, there we go. Easy, easy. Easy. All right, let's move on. Where do the in-betweeners go for their summer holiday in the first film? Uh, oh, could be. A, I mean, you could probably just few. take a guess. There's a few things it could I, be I, in it. I think it's that one. But, okay. Um, yeah. All right. So one of these you many places that I would never go to. Although <laughs> yeah, I did me go too. to one place on a stag do last year that it was like yeah, yeah. Akin to that. Uh, anyway, carry on. Question three: You and McGregor and Naomi Watts take their children to Thailand on holiday, but what ruins their trip? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'm saying that in a really light-hearted way. Probably shouldn't, yeah. but it's fine. Um, okay. Question four. Peter takes a trip to Hawaii to get over his ex, Sarah, throwing himself into the deep end. One activity is surfing. But what is the name of his surfing teacher? Or surfing instructor, I should say. Okay, Peter takes a trip to Hawaii to get over his ex, Sarah. Oh, got yeah? it. Yeah, we know the uh, Throwing yeah, himself oh, into the deep end. One oh, activity is that? surfing, but what is the name of his teacher? There's, oh, there's, two, there's, there's two names you could possibly potentially go for. <clears throat> there's a Hawaiian oh. name and an American name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so annoying, because I remember yeah. the scene. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to answer that one with a quote instead. Okay. <laughs> okay, question five. This is Jack Black's first outing as a romantic lead. What is the film? Okay. Yeah, go for that. Yeah. Okay. Question six. Who turns out to be the father in Mamma Mia? 
It's set on holiday, isn't it? I think. Right. Well, there's okay. three potential I've not seen it. men suitors, uh, and one of them is revealed to be the, the, the her actual dad. Seven. In Midnight in Paris, Gil and his fiance take a trip to Paris, obviously. However, at midnight, what decade does he travel back to? Yeah. Okay, question eight. Peter, MJ and Ned take a school trip during the summer to Europe. However, where is the first destination? Mm. Ben agrees. There you go. Yeah, okay. I've not seen that one for a while. Um, okay. I think it's... Oh, it's either... Oh, I'm going to go for this, actually. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Okay, question nine. Kevin is once again separated from his family, this time in New York. However, where do his family go? Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, man. That's, I should know that. But... Okay. Put that. Okay. Question 10. Olive and her family take a cross-country road trip to compete in the Little Miss Sunshine beauty pageant. But which yeah. state is the Little Miss Sunshine beauty pageant <sighs> held in? I'm so bad with America. Just, um, I mean... Yeah. The title might... Yes, okay. Big giveaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, question 11, nearly there. Ewan McGregor's back, Greg. Ewan McGregor and Danny Boyle famously fell out after Ewan wasn't cast in which holiday-based film? Um, we've been speaking about this recently. Hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then finally, question 12. In the Inbetweeners 2, who is spray-painted onto the front of their car? A person is spray-painted mm. onto the front of a car. Again, I think I've only seen the second one once, maybe. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, I will say... Um, yeah okay let's go with that right then let's go back then question one known for tv but this is the second big screen out in uh this time traveling around europe and ending at a film festival that would be mr bean's holiday uh, correct well done is it does it end at can I, I, I don't know if it's if they call it can i can't quite remember it's a bad yeah. film um okay and willem defoe's in it really random i know it's good uh, okay. willem defoe's in it yeah Question two, where do the in-betweeners go for the summer holiday in the first film? Uh, is it Magaluf? It's Malia. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the other one. Uh, okay, question three, you and McGregor and Naomi Watts take, a, take the children to Thailand on holiday, but what ruins their trip? I think that's impossible. No, it actually happened. Hey! Hey! So... So what, what ruined their trip? 
I don't know. I've not seen it. But, oh, it's a tsunami. <laughs> sorry, it's... Oh, is it tsunami? Is it the one about yeah. tsunami? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Is it? I mean, it's, it's not bad because it's very grueling, but uh, yeah, good film actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. Question four. Peter takes a trip to Hawaii to get over his ex, Sarah, throwing himself in at the deep end. One activity is surfing, but what is the name of his surfing instructor? You sound like you're from London. <laughs> so his name do you want his island name or his his uh <laughs> go on give me both so it's a uh, kunu kunu yeah kunu and uh it's like hey i'm looking for chuck oh no don't call oh, me yeah. by that man we got my island name kunu oh that's cool <laughs> what does it mean it means chuck <laughs> <laughs> So funny. Oh, excellent. Okay, question five. Jack Black's first outing as a romantic lead. That'll be the holiday, surely. Correct. Well done. Uh, question six. Who turns out to be the father in Mamma Mia? I plumped for Pierce Brosnan. Correct. Well done. Question seven. In Midnight in Paris, Gil and his fiance take a trip to Paris, but what decade does he travel back to? Fe- feels like the 1920s. Correct. Your feelings. Oh, correct. Question eight. Peter, MJ, and Ned take a school trip during the summer holidays, uh, but where is the first stop? See, at first I wrote down Paris, but then I changed it to Amsterdam. But... Incorrect. It's actually Venice. And then, and then I wrote Venice. down Venice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question nine. Kevin is once again separated from his family, this time in New York. However, where do his family go? Uh, I put down Flow Rider, but... Flow Rider? Is correct. Well done. Okay. Yes. Good. Oh, I think Max might be back. Ow. Um, okay. Olive and her family take a cross-country road trip to compete in the Little Miss Sunshine Beauty Pageant, but which state is it held in? California. <laughs> correct. I'm just going to have to let them in one minute. Okay. Question nine. Ewan McGregor and Danny Boyle uh, famously fell out after Ewan wasn't cast in which holiday-based film? The Beach Ovs. Hi again. Hi again. Um, And then question 12, and in between is who, uh, influence two, who's painted on the car? I guess Neil, because he's the idiot. (laughs) No, it's Peter Andre. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, good. Fantastic. How did you do? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Bean's Holiday. Yeah. I mean, I don't get the impossible because... No. uh, no, uh, I got, holiday, I the holiday, Pierce Brosnan, 1920s, 20s, Florida, Florida, California, the beach, California, the beach, seven out of seven. Time. Not too bad. There you go. Excellent. All right, let's move on. Jingle. So, <laughs> I've watched like forty episodes of Succession in the last. <laughs> three weeks or something to have like that so it is all blended into one so forgive me if i'm not like yeah. completely accurate with some of this stuff well well, pr- um, probably more so than me because i've watched it over a much longer period of time so for me it's like i've, I've i actually started watching season one episode one again last night uh, right. just because just, i always do this when i finish the series i don't know whether you do the same but i watched the last episode and then i watched the first episode just for contrast uh, of like, like the characters on it's so funny like they're all so baby faced in season one yeah. episode one when you go back to yeah. it um, so yeah I did that last night so <coughs> um, if you do watch Succession uh, and you've not seen have you not have you and you've not seen uh, the final episode 
Sorry, Zach's just fucking banging a ladle Sorry. right next to me. Zach, nice. Down. If, uh, I might just take this upstairs. That okay. might be the easiest thing. Ooh. We're back. So you go yeah. back and watch the the first episode. Yeah, just to see this. I like to see the contrast uh, of you know the baby faces against uh, how they've grown up, and it's and and to be honest with you, I think I might even just go through them all again now. And just have yeah. put them on every now and then because I Ma- really did enjoy Max it. did enjoy say Ma- Max did say she was like I think this is one that we'll we'll come back to quite a lot because yeah. there's only four no thirty nine episodes I think right because randomly I think season two's got like nine episodes rather okay. than ten um, and I th- and I think it is something you can dip in and out of because whilst it's a serial every episode in its own every episode has an arc i mean i know no suppose tv does that but like you can mm. just watch one episode and like pick oh what's going on here and you know, like actually enjoy an episode almost standalone yeah. really, in, in, yeah. in a way um if you, so if you if you do watch succession and you've not seen the final episode uh, stop listening now um if... well, may, well may, may, maybe what we can do is we can talk about we'll try not give away too much um yeah. while we kind of just talk about succession because we haven't actually spoke about succession on the program <laughs> no. like on the podcast we've deliberately not really we've been saying oh i'm going back watching it because it's really good but we've yes. not actually spoke about it so maybe we speak about it and then we'll okay. say we'll, we'll we'll get into spoilers or something like that okay so, so the, back, the thing i've all right go on you start you start i'm just going to give a quick setup if people have never heard of succession so it started in 2018 and it's happened over four seasons and the big thing surrounding succession was um the the idea that uh, whether it's whether it was ever explicitly said or not, and I think at times it kind of has been said by the creators. Um, so you got the, um, the the main show showrunner is Jesse Armstrong, um, but obviously we spoke about it the other week. It's um, you've got other people under that sort of uh, as producers. So Adam McKay's involved, Will yeah. Ferrer's involved, um, yeah. and and quite a few others. Um, but it very much takes its inspiration from the Murdoch Empire, yeah. uh, and. You know, so much so there's all there's at time has been sort of like legal question marks uh, over <laughs> uh, when um, apparently when um, who was Murdoch's last wife is it Jerry is Je- Jerry yeah. um, Hall. Hall is that his current yeah. wife is, that, is, he, is he with her now anyway um, I don't so, think so no I think so, they split up quite well, recently I think, oh so I think that's it I think there was the thing with Jerry Hall um, when they divorced was there was something written where she was not allowed to speak to the the uh, producers of um, Succession mm. to give them any yeah I remember reading that, that now yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is quite funny um, so yeah but <laughs> but um, what you've got is um, the Roy family so you've got Logan Roy who is the um, uh, the patriarch, the, the patriarch, yeah, the patriarch, the owner of uh, Waystar Royco, uh, and it's a big sort of media empire, uh, as featured in last week's uh, business film <laughs> business quiz. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, and they've got their, but they've got their sort of uh, fingers in many pies. So they've got a news channel called ATN. They've got they're into theme parks, uh, cruise ships. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know whether they they do print media or whatever but anyway like you know it's quite sort of broadly spread and have massive influence there's a lot of gray areas between um, business and politics that are sort of demonstrated there and he has got four children so you've got connor who's the eldest who is sort of an aspiring politician uh, you've got kendall who 
kind of is the uh, yeah he's the main protagonist through the whole thing i think yeah uh, you might say um and you know he's quite high up in the company then you've got um, siobhan shiv um who you know start of season one doesn't have a great deal to do with the company is more into sort of politics and pr and things like that um yeah. herself mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got roman who is uh the sort of the um uh the I guess the, I guess the Black Swan of the family. He was like sent away to sort of military school, and you know is a mm. bit of a sort of loose cannon. Has a very sick sense of humour, and you know at the beginning doesn't have a lot. To, and it starts off the whole setup is who is Logan Roy going to name as his like nominal successor in his company mm. for like when he steps down or if he dies or anything like that. Uh, and that is pretty much the premise of the whole thing. They are um, fighting for power. They're fighting for the attention of their dad. Um, and it's uh, the best way I can explain it is it's like modern day Game of Thrones because, yeah. it, you know, and you, the, the, the successor of Waystar Royco, that is the throne that they are all after. And they are yeah. all jostling and they're all backstabbing <laughs> each other and they are the twists and turns. And it's just. It's just really, really, really well written. Um, and it's almost, you could almost call it in, in some degree a sort of like comedy, not black comedy, but like that it's, it is low-key comedy really because some of the dialogue yeah. is just absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's Succession. And and on Monday <laughs> night, it was the final episode after four seasons. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got a lot to say about it. Yeah. So, go on. I, th- I think it's probably worth noting as well, like you're saying about like that. It's a you know dark comedy. Um, it's not like out and out comedy. It's not just like belly laughs all the time. But the like you were saying, the comedy is in the writing and the sharp tongue of every every single character. Every single character yeah. is the worst person you've ever met, yeah. and they are just horrible to each other. They're, they're only yeah. out out for themselves even husbands husbands and wives fathers yeah. sons daughters sons you know whatever they're all only looking out for themselves and it's brilliant it's like yeah. i mean it's tough to watch i think we were saying weren't we like you know the reason we started watching it and i think we watched like uh maybe like four episodes and we found ourselves we found we became very unmotivated to watch it because yeah. pe- they're so horrible to each other. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. were like, you know, you've had a hard day at work and all this sort of stuff. And you're like, I just don't really want to sit <laughs> and watch people just be horrible to each other for, for an hour. And yeah. like, which is true. Yeah. And we did have to kind of push ourselves to watch it. We knew it was great. And what we were watching, we really enjoyed, but we were like, you've got to really, really motivate ourselves to, to watch it and then maybe not watch it too late because I don't really want to go to bed in a bad mood and yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sort of stuff. But Definitely. we did prevail and it is it's fantastic. It's yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's okay, and the characters. There's so much depth to all the characters, and that is it's dead clever how they are all abhorrent people, but at the same time, and it's a bit like the Tony Soprano thing. Awful, yeah. awful people, but you can't help like warm to them at the same time, yeah. which kind of makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. And bear in mind that, like you know, let's say like the whole thing is about who is going to win, air quotes, win yeah. uh, the succession. Like the the losers in this, like let's put it into perspective that. You know, they are still incredibly rich people. They just yeah. don't have control over this massive company, and like, yeah. they, you know, they walk away from it with a f- 
ton of money. If, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, and, that's I, and I think also, and, and I think ultimately, it is like like you're saying, like it's that it's that battle, like the the you know who who will win. But also, I think like, and again, this doesn't really give much away, but I don't think they all really want it. That's the thing; they just don't yeah. want the others to have it. So, like Kendall <laughs> yeah. always pushes for it, but you're yeah. like. You've had that such a horrible time yeah, yeah. getting to this, po- you know, getting to whatever point you want to get to. But if yeah. you have it, yeah, you're not going to be happy, and he knows he's not going to be happy. Yeah, he just wants yeah. it because because yeah, he doesn't want them to have it. Yeah, and that's, yeah. I think that's the beauty of it. It's like they will go to any length to, yeah, you know, screw the others over just because they yeah. can. <laughs> and, and so let's start let's start on Kendall. So Kendall is I mean he keeps get he often gets referred to as the eldest. He's not the eldest yeah. because poor Connor <laughs> is the eldest and he's completely sort of forgotten about. Yeah. And he's he's like a hapless idiot with um anyway we'll come back to we'll come to him in a minute but uh-huh. Kendall first of all played by Jeremy Strong played wonderfully by Jeremy Strong. Yeah. And he is an he is such a damaged person who has this incredible arc through the whole of four seasons, you know, he he ends up. Um, well, are we going through spoilers of the whole thing now? Are we doing it? Is it? Are we putting the alerts on because we're going to Let's speak quite openly say, from now? Yeah, yeah, all right, we're going to have to. Yeah, spoilers now, everybody. Spoilers now. Yeah. Okay. So he <laughs> kills someone on the day of his sister's <laughs> wedding inadvertently, but then what he does is because he's so bothered about protecting his own ass, leaves them for dead and, and like hides the whole thing. And that mm. hangs over for the, the whole entire thing here. You know, he goes into very dark places in terms of drug use and things like that. You know, he has got like very few morals yet. Also yet throughout all that, you're, you can't help root for him as well. Yeah bizarrely because he you, you do feel sorry for him because he is so 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 damaged so that's kendall um shiv being the only female you know she's got um she's got like a, a almost she's fighting a gender battle really against yeah. all, all these sort of very strong male figures and she ha- she almost has to work much harder sadly to like prove herself and prove her worth mm. and right down to the sort of the the last episode of the last season you know you realize that actually how to, how tough she has it just yeah. for the fact that she's a woman and like that's it's very much unsaid uh, throughout the yeah. whole thing really but it's definitely there and you got and you know it, it's it kind of shines, you know, holds a mirror up to the sort of world of business and this whole like, you know, this whole thing about how you know every every board, you know, as a massive imbalance, they have you know struggle to have a certain balance of agenda balance on every sort of board of every sort of big company, um, and you can see why because she isn't taken seriously to such mm. a such a large large degree, but she is. She is just something else as well because she <laughs> she does not. I mean, she, there's, there's the penultimate, is it penultimate episode? No, it's about two episodes before the end where she has the showdown with Tom on the balcony. Oh, yeah. And the things yeah. that come out of Tom's mouth, and I can't help like sort of nodding along going, shit, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> she, she is in, she is incapable of love. And that's, like, there's mm. some, something sort of dark there. Um, she's she's definitely one of my favourite characters. Um, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Snook plays her. Um but I mean, it's hard not to be absolutely in love with Roman. 
because yeah. Roman like sort of like what's what's they call the black sheep of the family. Um, again, the youngest, <laughs> not really sort of thing. I mean, just to put it bluntly, he's just a prick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but he's so lovable. He's yeah. like you're saying he's like the darkest. Other than Kendall's, like, you know, dark past, uh, uh, Kieran Culkin's Roman is the darkest character because of the things that come out of his mouth and the things yeah. that are quite, quite clearly going on in his head. He says some horrible things, some shocking God. things, some well, he's, he, very, very, like, controversial things. Well, he's clearly got some but, sort of deep psychological issue where he's got yeah. no sort of, like, um, I don't know, for what better way of putting it, sort of conventional sex drive. Like, he, ca- mm. he cannot... He, you know, he, he he cannot have sex. He doesn't want to have sex or whatever sort yeah. of thing. And you know, he's and there's element parts where the t- you know, tenement can't. Other than the other than um, the way he can be aroused by his much older um, sort of mentor um, mm. on, and advisor to Logan Roy, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was <the> most bizarre <laughs> dynamics. I texted you yesterday because we were speaking about it, and I said. Is that for, like? Is it for real? The the Roman and Jerry thing, and and it, I mean, it, and then I start looking. Up I think and going it's back a, to it's old a, episodes. You know, it's Mental. obviously without getting too much into it, but it's like a mother figure type thing, isn't it? And that's what makes it a little bit more shocking yeah. and disturbing. Yeah. But anyway, there you go. Really, really. And then finally, you've got Connor, who yeah is um <laughs> he. So they sort of say early on that he was kind of like Logan wasn't in contact with Connor for the, maybe the first 10 years of his life or something like mm-hmm. that. And then sort of got back in, in like was a part of his life again, but he never really took him seriously, never yeah. sort of um, shaped him into the sort of uh, the, the business icon that the other, other three potentially are. Um, he's yeah. definitely got his own interests and he is very much looked upon as the joke of the family, I suppose. Yeah. Bless it. Well, bless it's, it. <laughs> it's the way, it's the way he's completely like having the wall pulled over his eyes by his, um, his former prostitute, um, yeah. fiance, then later wife, um, I forget her name now. What's her name? Um, I can't remember. Uh, oh God, what's she called? Um, bear with me, Willa. Willa, um, yeah. who is is clearly is, is cle- clearly got her eyes on one thing right until the very end, and it was so perfect in the last episode where they speak about the fact that the um, you know the election is not nailed on, and they've still got to do the Wisconsin count. So yeah. it's not nailed on that Connor's going to end up being working away in uh, is it Czech Slovenia or, or, or something yeah. like that? And she's got these old ideas of having a distant relationship, having this massive apartment in the middle of New York all to herself, and basically mm-hmm. just like you know living off the, living off the Roy money, um, and uh, sort of like it all sort of comes to a head at that point. So that's the four of them anyway. But then peppered in around there, you've got Greg, who's the cousin, um, who, or the you know the cousin who has nothing to do with them until um, episode one. Well, it's his first; it's his um, birthday party. He got he, mm. he through nepotism. He got given a, uh, a job at one of the theme parks. Got stoned in the car park. Um, got attacked by some kids whilst he was in a suit and ended up being sick through the eyeballs and then something <laughs> that. But then starts off on the on the greatest slow play ever mm. of getting himself involved with the family and help and sort of working his way up through the company. And right until the last episode, I was convinced that somehow 
I mean, he didn't come off badly, but I was always yeah. convinced that somehow he was going <laughs> to come up out like, you know. Yeah. I mean, it would it wouldn't have been believable, and the way they went in the end was was more but more more believable. Uh, that sticker on his forehead at the end, I just thought, was <laughs> wonderful, beautiful was so moment. Good. That bromance yeah. between Greg and Tom yeah. is just fantastic. Yeah. And then, yeah, so let, let's just talk about uh, Tom, Matthew McFadden. Um, unbelievable. When I first saw, like, the trailers or, you know, things about Succession, I was like, Matthew McFadden's in this. He's like, you know, this English rose, let's sort yeah. of put it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, knowing him from loads of things like Spooks and um, Death at a Funeral and loads and loads of stuff. It's that guy yeah. from that thing. And then he's in this and he's won an Emmy, he's won yeah. Golden Globe, all this type of stuff for being the, well, the, I think the biggest player in the entire thing, more so than Greg, um, yeah. because he, the, th- the the way Tom, uh, the things that Tom has been able to do to get to where he is, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, is yeah. the most shocking out of everybody. Yeah, And ultimately, yeah. he's the winner. I, you know, for me, yeah. he's the winner. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean... <laughs> I, I I I didn't don't think I expected it. I don't, I don't no, I didn't expect it. Um, but but it kind of makes sense and tracks back. And, but uh, you you, me- you messaged me a few weeks ago, and it was before I, you know I was still I was watching it, and I was maybe on like season two or something. But you you said something like, "I really think out of everything, Greg and Tom are the ones who are going to come out safe or, yeah. or on top or something like yeah, that." Yeah. And ultimately, spoilers, everybody, they're the ones, they're the safest ones out of everybody because yeah, yeah, yeah. they played the game of Thrones better than anybody else, which they, they did. And it's, Especially I, think Greg. That's, I think that's just <laughs> but, brilliant. And that's why Tom respected Greg so much at the end because actually, yeah. Greg, Greg screwed over Tom by completely like going behind his back and uh, t- telling, the, telling the siblings about um, yeah. the fact that. Um, uh, Shiv wasn't uh, going to be, you know, appointed the USCA. Yeah. Um, he had he was safe, whatever, and he made sure of it. Yeah. He was and he was doing this arse licking all the way through, <laughs> and he was completely slow playing everyone the whole yeah. time. And, and you know, it was awkward at times. He was ridiculous at times. People were laughing at him at times, but it it was all worth it. Worked. It was amazing. There you go. There you go. So. Let's talk about the final episode then. <clears throat> so again, if you've not watched it, why are you at this point of the podcast? Turn off, but whatever. Okay, so um, Shiv, Roman, and Kendall join forces uh, to make this uneasy pact where they decide Kendall is going to take the reins of the whole company. They're going to do the do do the board vote um, and basically cancel this uh, this deal, this Madden deal type thing. Um, Madsen, um, Madsen deal. Sorry, and when they do it, and they're in, they're in, maybe in like Cuba or some somewhere, and they decide to do it. I was just yeah. turned to Max. And I was like, "It's not, it's not going to happen." As soon as like, because it started going too well, well for them, na- and it ne- things never go well for them. And I was just like, "Nope, not going to happen." Naively, <laughs> I'd convinced myself. I was like, "Oh, oh, this is it. Okay," and they're all going to come yeah. out on top. And they're going to screw Matson over, and that's yeah. going to be nice. And they're all going to and look how much they're getting on now, and everything like that, and everything's going to be rosy. And stupidly, I was like, "Okay, that's it's cool." And yeah. now it's and now I'm just going to watch it play out. 
Yeah. But then, yeah, nope. it was... Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so then, obviously, um, they, they do the board count, and when it gets to Sh- Shiv's uh, vote... It was 7-7. 7-7. Seven, 6-6 seven, 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 six, six it was. She pauses, and you can just see this look in Kendall's eyes. Wait, what? What? No, no, no. Don't do this to me. And then they go, and as soon as they go into the other room and start arguing... As, again, I said to Max, I was just like, that's it. He's just ruined it. Yeah. From, like he's the things yeah. he does, the, it, it gets physical. It gets yeah. uh, everybody. Really personal. Dirty, very, very personal. And ultimately, they lose the company. Well, that's or the do th- they lose the company? <laughs> this is this is the kind of thing, isn't it? Well, this because... is the, th- the three of them in that room then through their own bicker, through sibling rivalry yeah. and bickering in that moment threw away everything. Just by yeah. just just by being siblings, and it was quite yeah. grounded in some ways. It's just like, well, yeah. they they are the silly, immature siblings who are just fighting, <laughs> fighting out. And therefore, that's it. Now. Is, so, uh, you, you're the well. Let's forget about Connor. You're the eldest. So I'm You've got a middle sister who is ginger. Yeah, and then the black sheep. <laughs> Elliot, <Hey. laughs> he's not a black sheep. I'm only joking. Yeah. <laughs> For the Smith Empire <laughs> of Buxton. Yeah. <laughs> um, why do you think Shiv did it? Um, I think partly because she has realised. I think there was signs earlier on in the episode where she realised how good she's got it with Tom and watch out what how much she's potentially thrown away. I think the yeah. the um, Arguments on the balcony was very significant for Shiv because I think that I think some of the things that Tom said have had time time to sort of stew with her and make her realise and sort of sit and worm away at her. You know, it's very significant that she is pregnant. Obviously, she yeah. needs to. She'll be thinking about what is best for her and her child and you know, however fractured her relationship is with Tom and how, however much she's got to swallow so much humble pie in letting her husband, which she'd love to have so much power and control uh, over, like letting him run the company with her, with her by his side actually ended up being the, the best option for her. So I think it yeah. is, whilst it seems like a very selfless thing, I think it, it was a very selfish thing. Um, yeah. And she realised that actually, you know, Kendall, as much as, as nice as it seemingly was between the three of them, he is a liability and yeah. he, he completely only ever had his eyes on himself winning the whole time. Yeah. And actually that, that was it. He was playing his siblings even right to the end there. And yeah. it didn't, it didn't pay off. hundred percent. And I, I, th- I just think Sh- Shiv's thing was the only way I'm going to be able to rule or th- rule in some capacity is by doing it through Greg, uh, not Greg, through sorry, Tom. doing it through Tom. And I think that, that that's why that in- final image of those two is so symbolic in the back of the yes. car is hand yeah. out her hand, just resting like King and Queen, you know, yeah, like yeah. In the Tudor. you'd see it on like, you know, <laughs> paintings from the Tudors and things like that. And I just think it's such a significant image yeah. to leave yeah. her character on. I was like, yeah, well, She's won as well, technically. Well, yeah, like, really, she, she she did do really, yeah, because and that's it. She was used as a pawn. The whole thing to do with, um, you know, Kend- when Kendall and Roman were going 
go at it together. Yeah. Um, and and when Kendall was going to get do it on, you know, be the guy on his own, she was absolutely just there because it helped for the image of the whole thing. It helped it, you know. And I think she yeah. realised that. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, are you happy? Satisfied with the ending? So I said to you, there was something. Whilst the outcome was, it made sense. The journey to get there, with hindsight, I was kind of like, so like none of a lot of the last few episodes really mattered. Yeah, and 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 that and it kind of went through a very, (coughs) it went through it went through a very scenic journey to get to somewhere. I mean, that's just storytelling, and it's you know, yeah, yeah, of course. But but at the same time, I was kind of like. Oh, like there was no that last episode, for instance. There felt like no real sort of like net gain over the last yeah. couple of episodes for me. I kind of didn't where... believe it as well. Like, not that I didn't enjoy it. I think the I think the last episode was great. Okay, mm. but if I'm really picking at it, I feel like Shiv's Shiv's heel turn. I just didn't believe it because. Five minutes earlier, yeah. she's in this power suit. She's doing this, like, you know, power stroll through the office and yeah. is 100% committed and behind her decision. Yeah. But then the smallest little thing to change, like, I just, I just yeah. didn't believe it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I struggled to believe that. And actually, when Matson and Tom are in that restaurant and he's basically sort of, you know, anointing him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll just like Matson for me is is I thought he was the cleverest person in the room. I thought yeah. he was the smart. I thought he was going to outsmart them all the whole way. Mm. And for him to do to choose Tom, for me, I was like, what motive has Matson got to choose Tom? Like, how does he see Tom? It's fair enough. I can I can see him looking at all the siblings together and go and going, well, none of these because yeah. they're all idiots. Yeah. But what is about Tom? Because he's still that hapless guy who th- there's a degree of incompetence. There. <clears throat> I well, don't the, know. The two things. The two things for me why I I agree with the choice is one he wants to get back at the Roy kids because yeah. of how they treated him when they were in Sweden or Finland yeah, or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So Tom is the obvious choice to come f- over. Yeah, and then the other side of things was just. Tom's a yes man and he knows that Tom's a yes man. He basically says to him, I need you to be my shit sponge and like, right, yeah. you know, get, <laughs> yeah. you know, get all the crap. I said, and you know, essentially like Kendall said it to Hugo a few episodes before. He's like, you know, you need to, you, I need, a, I need you to be my dog. I need you to eat the scraps. And he's like, woof, woof. It's the same, yeah, it's the exact yeah. same thing. You're not in charge, but yeah, you yeah. can do it. And I, I know you can do the job and I know yeah. you can take the shit and you'll, you'll be pleasing to me. Let's sort sure, of put it yeah, that way. Okay. So that's yeah, why yeah, I think I the Tom thing. Um, for yeah. me, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it it, it took too many hills <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, you know, inclines and declines, whatever, to get to where it needed, to, to where we got to when we were there Yeah, four episodes earlier. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. again, like you say, it's storytelling, it's a drama, it's always going to happen. Uh, yeah, but ultimately, like me and Max, again, I can just keep saying this. Me and Max, because we watched it together, we were both just like, I don't one hundred percent agree with everything, and that's not necessarily how I would have ended it. But yeah. I'm very, very happy with how it ended. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 
I think when it was, again, I'll say when it was tying up all the loose ends in the last sort of 10 minutes, that sticker on the forehead was the greatest and like (laughs) non-verbal little callback to earlier in the episode. And it was just like, oh, that is so sweet. And and, and, and their, their relationship between them two is probably the best one out of yeah out of anyone yeah. else in the series so yeah fantastic yeah, really well cool. there we go if you have watched the wonderful succession please let us know your thoughts on the whole the whole season in general but also you know the final episode who do you think should have taken uh, the empire all that sort of stuff but yeah great thank you So let's revisit it. Zachary, tell us, uh, tell us your film quote one more time. Okay, Greg. Alrighty then. Yeah, good one. Excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent. Well done, Zach. What, what is on the cards for you for the rest of your half term? That was obviously for those who don't know Jim Kelly and Ace Ventura Pets. Oh, that was Ace Ventura. Uh, yes. uh, rest of the half term, not a great deal. Uh, still got builders around this week. Um, uh, bit, bits and bobs. Uh, might go to Alton Towers again if I feel like it. Oh, Arthur's nice. won an art competition. He's having some art displayed in the Pavilion Gardens. Oh. He's, he's got like a presentation from the mayor where he gets some art supplies given to him on Saturday. So oh. that'd be dead nice. Um, other than that, Lovely. not a great deal. What about you? I'm just going to wait for this very loud motorbike to pass. There we go. Um, it is my son's birthday on Thursday, so we're going to Splash okay, Landings cool. on oh, uh, yeah. Towers on Thursday. Friday, I'm watching the Arctic Monkeys, oh, which is going to be brill. Saturday, um, Saturday we're having. Oh, I, I, oh, Arthur's got a thing, hasn't he? You were just saying yes. we're having a party for Ben on Saturday barbecue, ah, that type of stuff. Um, I mean, okay. if, if you can make it work, you're very welcome, you know, come down. Cool. But uh, well, that's, a, you know, that's a midday, if, but I'll speak to Jane to see what she wants to do because yeah, we're, we've got we're, we're going to keep this weekend very low key because uh, we're like, camping last weekend. But um, yeah. I'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we're having a party for Ben, uh, Bouncy Castle, all that type of stuff. And then nice. Sunday, we're just going to chill. I'm going to try and get out to watch Into the Spider Verse. Um, ah, is that this weekend? Sunday, yeah, yeah it comes out on Friday, I think. Ooh. So I might try and get to that possibly if, Sunday if weather, morning if, or something. If the weather wasn't so good, I'd be taking the kids to see The Little Mermaid just because. But uh, uh, it's too nice to be sat in the cinema in the daytime at the moment. So, lovely, uh, lovely, yeah. lovely. Okay. There we go. Uh, well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. You can buy us a beer at buymecoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod. At Daz and Phil Pod for everything else like that. Um, yeah, well, Greg, you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Um, yeah, and I will see you all next week. Thank you, you too. Bye. Bye.